Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Ryan. And we are The The Iggy Iggy Parents. Welcome to episode eight. Iggies and bee stings and allergies. Oh my. Today we're covering the topic we briefly mentioned on our episode, Top 5 Tips for Summer. At the start of summer, we started seeing Iggy's pop up on our newsfeed with swollen faces, reactions to bee stings. We hoped so badly that Adelaide wouldn't have to experience this, but alas, those spicy flies are enticing to little Iggy's, and on Jess's birthday weekend, we dealt with grass allergies, digestion problems, and Adelaide's first bee sting. We're going to dive into our story with Adelaide because... This is where we've got firsthand experience ourselves, and we hope this story is going to help other Iggy parents if they have to go through the same thing. Because let me tell you, it's not fun, it's kind of scary, and if we didn't have social media, I think we would have been a lot more panicked, and maybe we wouldn't have known what to do. It did change the way that we handled the situation, and I'm really glad that we had this community to reach out to. So before we get into the bee sting story, we're going to chat just a little bit about Adelaide's personal sensitivities. So not just bee stings, but this is what we've noticed since we've had her ourselves. You want to take it away, Ryan? Mm -hmm. We have heard that sweet potato, uh, along with pumpkin, is good for dogs' digestive system. But every time we've given Adelaide sweet potato, she has thrown it up. So we gave her a dried treat that was just straight up sweet potato and... It didn't last very long. And then we've also, um, we had like leftover sweet potatoes. I think that was on her birthday. Oh, yes. (laughs) So she had issues on my birthday and her birthday. Whenever we give her special treats, I think we need to think twice. (laughs) (laughs) Too decadent. Right. So then on your birthday, we gave her cheese. So we used cheese actually to give her Benadryl. And this is something we're going to talk about on this episode a lot. We gave her half a tablet of Benadryl, which is one milligram per pound of your dog. And that is what we gave her for a grass allergy. When we're at my parents, there is a lot of grass in the backyard and it's a little dry. And Adelaide likes to rub in it and roll around. And afterwards, she has red skin. So we decided to give her this Benadryl to take the reaction away, and it's always been working. The one thing is that she doesn't really like to take the Benadryl. It's just a little caplet, but she doesn't, or tablet, she doesn't like to take it. So while we were at my parents, I thought, okay, what can I put it in? And they happened to have cheese. So I gave her cheese to eat the Benadryl, and... The Benadryl fell out of the cheese, so she just ate a big block of cheese. Well, not a big block, but probably too much. Big for a niggy. Big for a niggy. And then I tried to give it to her again, and it worked. But at this point, she had had way too much cheese, and we all regretted it the next day. So, digestive issues. Nobody likes to deal with diarrhea and pee pads let me tell you Adelaide's being adorable right now uh if you're just listening to this and not watching she's been a little monkey but we're we're doing our best we noticed that Adelaide when we went up north 
she had a reaction to black flies or... Right. That's the first yeah. time that we talked about using Benadryl. We reached out through social media and that's when we learned about the proper dosage. And of course, we say proper dosage, but this is all not actually prescribed from a vet because Benadryl is technically for humans, the way that it's packaged and released to the public. It's for humans. But we have learned that one milligram per pound of your dog is good every eight hours if they've had a reaction. Ryan, are we going to dive into the B story? Okay, let's do it. So it was Monday afternoon, the day after your birthday, and we went out for a walk on the trail near your parents' house. We Uh, actually went live. Right, we did. And so we were out for maybe two hours in total, walking down the trail, and then, I don't know, we were live for half an hour, 45 minutes. And then we got back to the subdivision, and we just were walking extended our walk just a little bit to look at the houses in the area and see what kind of houses there were. And we were, I don't know, less than five minutes away from getting back to your parents' place. And you looked at her and she was, I don't know, licking her lips. What you saw her her head. Okay. She did the little sort of like thrashing of the head. Like you're trying to get water off your ears or something and licking your lips. And a little bee flew away. Ugh, (laughs) my heart sank. And I figured because she didn't yelp, she didn't do a niggy scream, there's no way that she actually got stung. Right. And I said, I was like, well, we're going to have to look out for that later because who knows what kind of reaction she's going to have. So by the evening, her lip got puffy. And that was too crazy. But we gave her Benadryl that night, right? Not in cheese. Not in cheese. Yeah, we learned our lesson from the day before because of the grass. So funny. Our like entire weekend was about allergies. <laughs> it really was. Um, so then we came home on Tuesday. We came home to Toronto. I went to work for a few hours. And then when I came back, I took a nap because we had gotten up early to drive home. And then Jess wakes me up in the afternoon and she's like, Adelaide's getting a little a little puffy again. And I might have been crying a little bit. What? What? I I was like in my half napping, half awake <laughs> stupor, and I had no idea. I guess I wasn't taking it as seriously as you were, because you're like watching it happen. And in my mind, I'm like, how could it be worse 24 hours later than it was? And at this point, I started messaging with our breeder and reaching out to friends that I know have had bee stings before. Even reached out to Tika because we know that Tika experienced an allergic reaction where her face all blew up, mm-hmm. and was swollen. And the weirdest thing to me is that Adelaide had been kind of sleepy during the day, which is probably the Benadryl. Mm, That's yeah. what I've heard. It, it, of course, just like humans, makes you drowsy. But Adelaide was sleeping on my lap and I took a cute little photo of her. I thought, oh my God, she looks so adorable. And I think I sent it to a friend and said, look how cute my dog is. Like, this is adorable. And then about 40 minutes later, because I can check the timestamp on the photo, 40 minutes later, I took the same photo, but her nose looked weird. She had little bumps and it was red all down her nose. And I thought, why is her nose red? And what are these little bumps? Is it just that she's like pushing her nose up against my arm? Like, what's going on? So that's when I started to like 
think about, oh, maybe it's the bee sting. Mm. And that's when I started messaging. And I even remember posting on social. And I said, anyone who's been stung by a bee, like, hit me up. I want to know what's going on. But I didn't know that it was going to get a little out of control. So you gave her a Benadryl around four. Yep. And it went down a little bit, but then it got worse. Well, when I brought her into you yeah. to see, like, am I going crazy or is the dog's face swelling up? And even between me noticing it, me bringing the dog to Ryan, and then bringing her back out to take more photos, because I wanted to check the progress and see how it was going, her eyes had started to swell up mm. a little bit. And yeah. that's when I was like, oh, no, this is the kind of reaction. And I definitely gave her the pill then. Mm-hmm. I remember saying it was then 8 o'clock and she was still pretty pretty puffy and we were then following the instructions for humans on the packaging for the Benadryl so we were giving her half a pill every four hours Mm -hmm. uh, well it went down a little bit after that pill at four yeah yeah so I I thought we were in the clear this is great we left her alone we gave her a little alone time and Mm -hmm. she was sleeping but then I said at eight when we gave her another one I said if if it doesn't get better from here we need to go to the vet that's when I posted the photo on our social media. So I posted the photo and I said, hey guys, and that was the worst that we had seen. And I just said, you know what? Iggy community out there, we love you. We know you know what to do. Let us post this and see what people say. Is this something really dire? We need to go to the vet. Is this something that Benadryl is going to control? Let's see what happens. We kept getting the answer that this was a severe reaction And we kept getting the answer that if Benadryl does not improve the situation, you got to go to the vet. Mm -hmm. Of course, this happens after the hours of the vet and you have to go to the emergency vet. (laughs) That's how it always is. (laughs) But it was our first trip to the emergency vet. Right. So we knew there was one, but we had to look up exactly where it was. We didn't follow our own instructions for the Iggy starter kit. We thought thought we knew, but it was a different... We thought it was the Dundas West, but then they recommend the Toronto Emergency Vet. We'll have to double check that info. Yeah. <laughs> you tagged them in something. I, I know, and I'll, I can post it um, yeah. in the show notes. But we checked the Dundas West website, and then we go to the Queen West Animal Hospital, and we checked their website, and they both said to go to the same place. So then we drove on up there, 1130 at night. We called ahead just to ask, like, is this something that we can bring Adelaide for. Mm -hmm. And they said, absolutely, bring her in. And because, of course, COVID-19, we had to leave her at the door and wait in the car. But they were amazing. They called us from from the car. We were waiting in the car and gave us updates and told us what was going on. So after they checked her out, they gave us another call. Um, They asked, they called first to ask what had happened. And then called again after she had been checked out and said, that it's an allergic reaction, so more severe than your average bee sting, I suppose, and that we should, or that they would give her a steroid injection to make the swelling go down, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the wording right, that a Benadryl is an antihistamine, but because it's an allergic reaction, her body was, had already produced an excessive amount of histamines, which was causing the the hives and and the the itchiness so the steroid was then to counteract that 
Right. I don't think we did talked about the hives, but we noticed little bumps on her body right. because Same her hair sort of thing was as the risen. Nose. I noticed on her neck, mm-hmm. and then I even noticed one of her feet was swelling, and she was chewing it, and I could see that it was starting to swell. And this was the big red flag when people were saying, if she starts swelling in different areas mm-hmm. than where the spot the bee bit her or stung her, then that's when you know that it's really severe because she was stung. We actually checked. There's a little bump and it was on the inside of her left gum above her teeth. And it was, it was kind of teeth. a darker red color than the rest of her gum. Yeah. So that was the point where the bee stung. And then the fact that she had hives, she was itching her body. So her whole chest was red and mm-hmm. it even scabbed up. So we know that she was scratching her chest and hives all over the ears, the even on her forehead, you could see little bumps everywhere. It was really, really awful. Swollen around the eyes, of course. That's mm-hmm. what was in our photo as well. Yeah, they did an IV steroid. And and she was out within, I don't know, half an hour or so from, from dropping her off. So yeah. the Oh, the other thing I wanted to say about the swelling is this was not based on any science, but the thing that I was concerned about because the swelling was spreading that I didn't want it to spread and like close up her airway or anything. That is something that we were warned as well to check if she had any trouble breathing because just like a human that's having an allergic reaction, if you're uh, anaphylactic uh, shock, like mm-hmm. if you experience that as part of your personal allergies, whatever you may be allergic to, um, if you have a severe reaction like that, it stops your airways we were worried about Adelaide's breathing, but the entire time she was calm, she was breathing. There was no signs of difficulty breathing. And honestly, like she was just her old self. The only thing that was different was that she was scratching a lot, mm-hmm. but she was very calm and happy and was even playing with her toys sometimes. And it was, it was very odd. And I think I over, not overreacted, but I was the most stressed out in this whole situation. <laughs> I cried when I saw her, um, when her whole face was uh, swelling up. And I just like was holding her and petting her and wanting her to be better. And it's such a hard thing as an Iggy parent to see this little tiny nine pound fur baby experiencing something that looks really painful. And they're just cool as a cucumber. So do we want to quickly go through what we learned from this experience? Yeah. So number one, Benadryl is your friend. That's a good first line of defense. Always have Benadryl on you. Always, always, always. You never know when there's going to be grass or black fly bites or bees. Right. Because we went out on this walk down a trail where there could have been anything, but the problem didn't even happen on the trail. The problem happened in the subdivision. Two minutes from the the sidewalk. So you never know when it's going to happen. So that should be part of your Iggy first aid kit. One milligram per pound, just to remind you, and every eight hours. Just to add in as well, the vet recommended that Adelaide continue her Benadryl for the next day or so every eight hours. Same thing. Keep monitor the swelling. And when she came home from the vet, she was a little swollen still and she still was getting hives. So it took a little while for the steroid, I guess, to take effect. But... We continued with the Benadryl and she was okay within the next 48 hours, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Tip number two here. What did we learn? Don't be afraid to reach out on social media for help, no matter how scary it might feel. 
So I know sometimes there are a lot of different groups, Facebook groups, and of course, Instagram, where you can reach out. But I know that when it first happened, I was just so nervous to ask because there's sort of that guilt as a parent that you let your dog get stung by a bee and you didn't protect them. And I think it also makes it real, right? Right. Yeah, I was in denial. Mm-hmm. And you were <laughs> you were napping. <laughs> I was like, babe, is she okay? And you're like, oh, okay, I don't know. And then later we're like, oh, she is not okay. <laughs> She's definitely not doing okay. And, you know, but we just kept our eye on her. And that's really important as well, just being diligent. But don't be afraid to go on social media. Number three, bee sting reactions can happen much later than you might expect. So for Adelaide, it was about 24 hours later that she started to swell up. And it was, I don't know, 28 or 30 hours later that it was really the most severe. Mm -hmm. So if something like this happens and there's not a reaction right away, you're not out of the woods yet. Right. And I have heard that maybe it's the stinger that's still stuck in them Mm. and that it's like the venom is still in their system or whatever it is. I didn't see any evidence of that. And the vet didn't say that they found a stinger or anything, but just something to acknowledge if this happens to you. Mm -hmm. Number four, the vet has more effective ways to help battle the reaction. So if you can, go. So we're going to talk about other stories in this episode because We reached out to friends and they've had different experiences and I will uh, go into that. We will go into that. But for now, I'm just going to say if the vet is open and you have a reaction similar to Adelaide's, check out the pictures. Definitely go if you can. They're just going to have a better way of dealing with it sooner, can get right into her system, and then she'll be better sooner. And then number five is stay calm. Like me, have a nap. It's no big deal. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe don't nap if it's at the... <laughs> no, like I said in the first first tip, like keep an eye on your dog, or second tip, sorry, but keep an eye on your dog, but stay calm. Yes. Ryan was really good at doing that. And maybe that nap helped you. <laughs> That's good though, honestly, because having someone, having a partner is really a wonderful thing. And if you don't have a partner, making sure that both you and your Iggy are breathing. Mm -hmm. That's an important thing to keep in mind. Make sure your dog's breathing. Make sure you're breathing. It's going to be okay. Inhale. Exhale. (sighs) And we're back. So it is now the next morning that we're recording the second part of this. This week was the week that the PetSmart that I work at opened. Woo! So we're behind schedule this week, honestly. So <laughs> we were three weeks ahead and now... <laughs> I know. Yeah, we, we got way ahead. And then now we're, we're not recording at the last minute, but... We've pushed it to the last possible second where we could get this edited in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just been a busy week. So if you're watching the video, we've had a change of costume change de costume but we're gonna get to the second half that includes everyone else's stories and a little research that we did yeah so let's talk about what we learned from the american kennel club i think a big question that a lot of people have when it comes to allergies or sensitivities is what symptoms should i take note of and how do i know if they're very serious because a lot of the symptoms that can happen during an allergy could also happen for so many other reasons. So 
when does the little red flag go up and say, hey, it's time to go to the emergency vet? So we decided to do a little research. And according to the AKC, the symptoms can range anything from itchiness, hives, swelling of the face, ears, lips, eyelids, or ear flaps, red inflamed skin. So Adelaide had all of those. Absolutely. But go on. There's there's other signs. Diarrhea, vomiting, sneezing, itchy ears, chronic ear infections, itchy runny eyes, and constant licking. So these were the symptoms that could be a sign of an allergic reaction. But of course, like we know with our experience with Adelaide, something like diarrhea or vomiting, it could be related to a food sensitivity or... We actually experienced it alongside kennel cough. And that's when we were confused again because the vet said to us, well, it doesn't usually happen where sort of a gastro uh, problem is actually kennel cough. But in our case, it was. So at PetSmart, gonna, <laughs> I'm going to be learning a lot from working there, I think. Um, they PetSmart have what just they call... texted me. What? PetSmart just texted oh, me. Oh, you got the, the alerts. <laughs> Oh my God. But they have what they call signs of stress. And it's mostly for the people that work in the salon to watch the dogs. And and it's a very similar list that they have. But the the biggest thing that they have is critical and non-critical signs of stress. And I, like I say, it's not exactly this list, but these would mostly be the non-critical signs of stress. And they're... um, kind of threshold for thinking that it might be an emergency is if multiple of these are happening. So if somebody's throwing up, maybe they ate a treat that didn't agree with them. But if they're throwing up and they're itching a lot or hives are happening and and their skin is getting really red, then it might be something more serious. And that's when you need to involve the vet or start with Benadryl and see if that will clear it up. Right. And there's lots of signs like for us with Adelaide, that it started off a little bit of swelling on the nose, a little bit of redness, and then she started scratching herself, which then caused redness on her chest, which then ended up scabbing a few days later. So we know it was not just the redness from the allergy, but it was also her itching her own skin. And she normally doesn't make herself scab from scratching. So we know it was an extreme where she wasn't stopping. Right. Right. Sometimes like, oh, I've got an itch. Like that's not the same thing as scratching until you bleed. Right, exactly. So there were a lot of sort of steps on the way for us to realize, red flag, this is really bad. But if we had maybe seen it sooner, we could have gone to the vet sooner. But again, it all unfolded the way it did, as we explained in our story. So we're just grateful that we had our online community to help us. So do you want to talk about the different types of allergies? According to the AKC, there are skin allergies, food allergies, and environmental allergens. So for skin allergies, sometimes uh, it can even be a flea allergy. So something called flea allergy dermatitis. And this is when your dog is allergic to the fleas. So sort of the same as bees, where like a regular dog will be annoyed by fleas or annoyed by bees and it would be uncomfortable but then if they have an elevated reaction to it then it's an allergic reaction 
Right. So uh, if they're allergic to flea bites, then they are potentially allergic to the flea saliva. It makes dogs really itchy. It can be at the base of the tail. Their skin can be red, inflamed, and even scabbed, which, again, we experience, but with the bee sting. And then for food allergies, it can sometimes come out as itchy skin, which is not what I would think. So we we're we know that Adelaide, like we said, is has a problem with sweet potato. So we're not sure if it's an an allergic reaction because she just kind of regurgitates it immediately whenever she has it. But if it's something that they're really allergic to, it can manifest in other ways, like the itchy skin, or of course the gastrointestinal signs. And it can also be specifically on their ears and their paws. Hmm. Well, that does remind me of Chloe, my Jack Russell, when growing up. And we couldn't tell if she was allergic to her food or if she was allergic to the bowls that the food was in. But she would always scratch her face and scratch her ears. And I believe it's that we changed the bowls and then it went away. Hmm. But... I, I can't remember how we came to that conclusion, but it was, uh, I think, stainless steel. She didn't do well, and then we changed to ceramic bowls, and the allergy went completely away. So, not food particularly, but we were noticing it because of her mealtimes. Environmental allergens can be stuff like dust and pollen and mold, which I think is common for humans to be allergic to Yep, as well. <laughs> But in most cases, these allergies are going to be seasonal, so they'll come and go with the seasons. And again, the areas that can be affected are their paws and their ears. So it, it's kind of when they're scratching incessantly or you see swelling happening. The other possible areas are wrists, ankles, muzzle, underarms, groin, around the eyes, and in between the toes. Oh, wow. That That's a lot of possibilities there <laughs> yeah so like i say it it's just good to keep an eye on what they normally do right so whenever we have adelaide in her collar or her harness and we're out for a walk for a long time she'll scratch a little bit but it's not like she's allergic it's when she keeps going right difference between just a irritation versus something that's a result of a reaction so let's talk about acute allergic reactions. Yeah, so this is what we were talking about um, in Adelaide's case. Not that she was experiencing an anaphylactic shock, but this is something to look out for if your dog is having a severe reaction like Adelaide. We said earlier to make sure your dog is breathing, make sure you're breathing. In the case of bee stings and vaccines, there's the chance for anaphylactic response in some dogs so that's why if you ever remember going to the vet and you get a vaccine your routine vaccines they say keep an eye on your dog and if they start to have any kind of a reaction bring them back in right away same thing the swelling and reactions like that but also make sure that they're breathing so if you're hearing any kind of constriction of their breath just pay attention to it and bring them back into the vet immediately if it's a vaccine or if it's a bee sting just get in right away but luckily, the AKC says that anaphylactic reactions are very rare. Right. I wonder how rare they are compared to humans. Hmm. Yeah. It, and it might be just as rare, but like 
<laughs> humans with anaphylactic will let you know that they have that problem. I mean, yeah, dogs exactly. Have no Communication. Idea. Yeah. I know. My brother is allergic to bees. Yeah. Deathly allergic to bees. So it's a scary thing. And at least there's ways for humans to carry an EpiPen and such things. But when it happens for the first time, it can be very scary. So I think it's time to talk about our stories from our friends. Yay, story time. <laughs> so thank you to everyone who responded. We love to reach out and ask about stories because it's been just over a year since we've had Adelaide and clearly we could not possibly have experienced everything. Thank God we have not experienced everything because <laughs> there's a lot of things that can happen to a poor little Iggy and it's helpful for everyone to pool their information together and then send it out in this way. So thank you for providing your stories. We'll just start by telling Skoga's story. So Skoga is an Iggy from our breeder. So that's how we've been connected with Skoga. Adorable, very photogenic dog and has a photographer parent. There are some amazing photos of Skoga. If you want to check out his account, it's at Skoga the Iggy. Mm-hmm. So I said that like a question. <laughs> yeah, it's Skoga it's the Iggy. At Skoga the Iggy. Yeah. Um, but Skoga... Soon after Adelaide, actually, seems like it's... Two days, I think. Yeah. Got stung by a hornet. Right on top of his head. Mm-hmm. So they also gave him Benadryl, and he seemed to be mostly fine, but... We were chatting back and forth, and yeah. it was right on top of his head, and the spot where the hornet stung him was swollen. That was visible from the pictures. And... The reason the story is notable is because it happened twice. It's crazy. <laughs> so was checking in and Skoga was doing well. Didn't seem to have any problems except for a little swollen area on top of the head. The Benadryl seemed trooper. to work. He was a trooper. He like had no reaction. But the second time. I think it was within a day. Yeah. That the hornet stung again. And he Iggy screamed. Ah! <laughs> okay, that's not an Iggy scream. <laughs> that's a Jess scream. That's a me scream. Ah! <laughs> but with the Iggy scream, Skoga's parents were worried. Did he break his leg? Because he sounded like he was in so much pain. Mm-hmm. So and- they took him to the emergency vet and sounds like same as Adelaide. They gave him a steroid shot. Which made the swelling go down. Right. And they also, I think, continued with the Benadryl every eight hours. One milligram per pound. And back to normal. He's doing well. Mm-hmm. Adelaide never Iggy screamed. Never showed any signs of pain or stress. Which is the most confusing part about all of it. But Adelaide is not afraid of whining that is her number one vocal response i know she howls and the howl is adorable but if you were to ask me what is adelaide's most vocal sound i would say it's the whimpering cry it's heartbreaking (laughs) but she didn't even do that so i don't know what happened but these dogs are really resilient so next we've got Tika. Tika. So we reached out to Tika right. because we saw that Tika 
had a very similar reaction to Adelaide. Her face was swollen and they didn't say in their post why. So we thought, why don't we ask? Just pulled up the picture and it looks very similar to what happened to Adelaide around the eyes and around the nose. But in Tika's case, it was actually a reaction to mosquitoes. Crazy. I didn't know that they could be allergic to mosquitoes like that. Mm-hmm. So they did the same with Benadryl and the swelling went down. So it was a, a less severe reaction. Um, but again, a it can be an annoyance for some dogs, but then they can have this big reaction if it's something they're allergic to. Yeah, I think that was the same case with uh, Iggy Joey and Anna. I am Elegant Swan. They posted on our one of our groups and showed a reaction to grass and it was the underbelly skin was really red and it was getting more red it seemed as time went on and the only thing that they could think of they did was walking through a field that had long grass so we saw those photos and thankfully it went down but that's what gave us the tip that when Adelaide came in from outside and the grass at our at my parents' house, that it was probably an allergic reaction and she needed Benadryl. That was a great tip for us to be able to see another dog also react. So now we have CJ. CJ is extremely food sensitive. So they tried to give him a new treat, but he vomited it up immediately. He can only eat the food that is prescribed from the vet and um, and he's never really been a food mo- motivated dog ex- except for chicken like most Iggy's <laughs> but as a as a puppy they struggled to get him to eat his food and at one point it even made him sick where they ended up taking him to the hospital and then gave him chicken and rice to kind of reset his uh, his gastrointestinal system now he is on a on a high quality food that the vet recommends and when they're training him they only give him high quality dried treats like dried chicken which are some of Adelaide's favorite treats as well the struggle with the food that CJ is having is that it's actually low in fat because of the benefit of the gastrointestinal aspect of it so he has a hard time putting on weight and it seems like any food change is a problem so like with any Iggy they want to introduce it slowly and allow him to adjust or not in his case sounds like yeah I don't know what to do in that case like trial and error and just hope for the best but you're gonna have a lot of diarrhea in the meantime (laughs) (laughs) so this is real talk this episode here bathroom talk so the last story that we have is from aladar of the little deers so we were chatting about the beasting with Mackenzie, actually uh mom of the little deers right because we um this was on jess's birthday weekend where we went to visit her family but um, last month when we went to visit my family we met up with Mackenzie and her dogs and um that is when we were getting adelaide was getting black fly bites which was not a a big reaction but they were they were red and itchy yeah it almost looked like little blood blisters yeah 
that's why it was kind of top of mind to talk to her because she also spends time in Muskoka where you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. And I think that um, Aladar was having a reaction similar to Adelaide with the bee sting that she was getting bites and Aladar's eye was starting to swell. And I remember seeing that. That was the first time I'd seen it in person. And Mackenzie gave the one milligram per pound, probably half tablet of Benadryl. I asked again if she had any other experience with, experiences with this. And it turns out that Aladar had another allergic reaction. But this time, it was flowers. So they had a very similar story. Took Aladar to the vet after this allergic reaction wasn't going away. And it was getting worse each day. So the vet really questioned them. Are you sure she wasn't stung by a bee? Um, have you switched your laundry detergent? Have you brought anything new into the home? And the only thing they could think of was this plant. So that night, Mackenzie put the plant outside, gave a Benadryl, and the next day, Aladar woke up and was all better. That's one of those things where you have to be a bit of an investigator and again, like laundry detergent or like, is it a new pillow? Is it a new blanket? But everything had been the same. The only thing that was different in this situation was the plant. Again, your dog can't talk to you. The only thing you can do is pick up on the signs and pick up on the symptoms and try and deduce it yourself. So good thing Aladar now knows. Or Mackenzie now knows. <laughs> that Aladar, you're allergic to flowers. Stay away. Tell people She's wear like, a okay, sign. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's a smart cookie. I bet she could tell people somehow. <laughs> We've got one more very important story from Trevi the Iggy that is a reaction to a vaccine. So, as we mentioned just now about vaccines giving a potential anaphylactic shock reaction. Uh, This instance, Trevi also had a very serious reaction to a vaccine and shared the story with us. The reaction for Trevi was very serious with vaccinations that now the vet pre-doses Trevi with, I'm going to butcher it, diphenhydramine injection. And then 15 minutes later, she can have her vaccines. So she needed another dose of home Benadryl the last time because of sight swelling. Hmm. So that's something like we were talking about with the bees, that where the bee stings you, that sight swells. And I know that sometimes um, Iggy parents have gotten confused that a swelling of a bee sting on the ankle or the leg looks like a leg break. So often... I think people get confused and think, oh, a swollen ankle means leg break. But in this case, it's on the injection site for the vaccine. Trevi had half a tablet of the Benadryl and it controls swelling at the injection site and any other allergic reaction. Her first puppy shots, she swelled up and we rushed her back to the vet and they knew what to do. And now they always pre-dose her. So it's nice to know that there is a prevention plan, that if you do have an allergic reaction to a vaccine, that there's something you can do beforehand so that 
you don't have to experience this again. Another hot tip from Trevi the Iggy, always use the tablets of Benadryl, not the gel caps. Hmm. I'm not sure exactly why, but good well, information you, to know. I think you probably can't cut them in half. Oh, probably. <laughs> well, maybe, and I don't know how to divide up the... Yeah, if it was like liquid, would you give half the liquid? I don't know. Right. Open up your mouth. I'm going to drop the the, dee, 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 the drops dee, dee, dee. in. <laughs> um, so Trevi's first reaction was pretty intense, like Adelaide's. The second one, Trevi thought, uh, Trevi's parent thought that she broke her leg. So same thing. Went in thinking that the sting at her ankle with swelling was a leg break. The last three reactions have been less intense, so controlled with the antihistamine. If you've got a prevention plan or you know what to do afterwards, these things can be tackled. Thank you so much, Trevi, for that great story. We are so glad that we've not experienced that, fingers crossed, with our girl, but it's good to know. We've got a a vet appointment for next week, so. Always paying attention. Yeah, I think that that's it for our stories. And I know that lovable idea actually helped us out in the moment as well. When Adelaide had the reaction, we sent it to some of the groups that we're a part of. And idea messaged back with a photo very similar to Adelaide's. And the photo is actually similar to what Adelaide looked like right after her IV of steroid. It was the little blisters on the side of the cheek or like the little hives on the side of the cheek. And Idea said, had a very similar reaction and went to the vet right away. So again, more confirmation that going to the vet was the best idea for us in that situation and that it was a severe reaction and we did need to go. So thanks Idea for that help in the moment as well. Updates! So we're going to keep it short and simple. One. Luna's having babies. So this is Adelaide's mom who's pregnant with Adelaide's dad. OMG. And the puppies should be born like at the end of this month at some point. And if there's a girl, we're going to get her. We're going to get her. We're going to get her. <laughs> so Jess posted, yeah, was it yesterday? Yeah. She was like, <laughs> I'm getting a baby sister. I was like, do, do you know something I don't know? Have these dogs been born? And she's like, no, I guess not. Well, Luna looks so big and she's such a small dog. She's 11 pounds, but like... Normally. 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 <laughs> but like Shalane said, she looks like a stuffed sausage right now. So I'm just crossing all of my fingers. Adelaide's crossing all of her toe beans that there is a little girl in that litter. And right now we're playing the guessing game. How many puppies do you think? What date do you think they're going to be born? How many girls? How many boys? So if you have any guesses, you've got before August 29th to September 3rd. That's the range of when they might be born. If you've got any ideas, let us know because we want to have a little guessing game. I'm guessing it's going to be a litter of six, three boys, three girls. August 29th. That's my hopeful wish. Oh, uh, I'm also thinking August 29th, just because we want it to be sooner. <laughs> <laughs> and then she would September, share my then birthday it's my month. month. So that would be great. Um, wait, did you just say the same thing? No, I said, then she would share my birthday uh, month. Yeah, no, 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 my birthday month. Your birthday month is September. I know. That's why I want them two days later instead. I changed my mind. September 1st. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ryan is changing his story here. <laughs> yeah. 
This is official. During this pup date of this episode, Ryan has changed his story. I'm saying September 1st, two girls and three boys. Second pup date, we launched some new products. It's, it's on the way to us. So we have ordered our own stuff, which basically that's always going to happen, right? We're always going to be the first order of these things. We put it in, we design it, and then it's like, oh, because we want it. We're never going to make something that we don't want ourselves. Yeah. So we have made a hat and a blanket. Both of them have this outline of Adelaide stretching. So hopefully, maybe you've seen it on either account. Did you post it on Adelaide and on the Iggy Parents? I think it's on both accounts. Yeah. Make uh, sure to follow us both because there's going to be crossover between the two accounts because we have, at the moment, a bigger following for Adelaide. Mm-hmm. So pulling from that audience is easier to get info for this show. So the the hat has a an embroidered version of it and then the the blanket has it kind of all over and it says property of the Italian greyhound of the house which I think is perfect. I'm really hoping that she likes it. We we don't know how how soft it is. We've had some people ask like when you get it let us know what the quality is because they don't want to get something that's not uh that their Iggy's not going to like but we have yet to find a blanket that Adelaide doesn't like, so we're going to like Exactly. It. <laughs> and from the description, the blanket sounds perfect. So I'm fingers crossed, very hopeful that this blanket is going to be 100% Iggy approved. One exciting thing that we might be doing on the Iggy Parents, oh, that yeah. if you tag the Iggy Parents in your story, um, then we then we want to share it. So we were, yeah. we were thinking like the Iggy Parents can kind of be a a uh, collection of all Iggy parents family photos yeah family photos so get the human side of what it's like to own an Iggy yeah whether you're a mom a dad two dads two moms one mom one dad all the combos in there yeah (laughs) let's get uh your faces out there too yeah I suppose we could also tell about party for paws yeah, I guess. It's coming up. Yeah. So we're going to be a part of a pet celebrity Instagram celebrity booth at uh, an adoption fair that's coming up. So it'll be in Trinity Bellwoods in Toronto, the park, on August 29th. Yep. Is that right? A Saturday? I think between 12 to 6. Oh, right. You just said before we were recording, that might be the day they get born. They might get born while we're at the booth. That and- would be very exciting. We're going to be on edge. <laughs> But uh, it'll be all outdoors and it'll be an adoption event, but they're going to have some booths for to come and see the celebrities. And I think there's some some companies going to be there with their their services as well. Yeah. And just to sort of raise awareness and raise money for this organization that helps with pet adoptions Mm -hmm. and rescues. I think that's it. We're about to go on a dog trail walk. Right yeah, now, so an Iggy meetup. So we, we haven't been in, uh, I guess, over a month. So to, sad. To High Park, but it's great because they've got fences all along, so we can let the dogs off leash and they can run. And got a group of Iggies that are going, so it's going to be great. We can't wait. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Iggy Parents. You can follow us on Instagram at, at the Iggy Parents, or find us on YouTube. Search for the Iggy Parents, and you'll find us. This podcast is available where all podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye from Ryan and Jeff and Adelaide. Thanks.